handle the truth. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to this special, special episode, this special premiere. This is Thomas Freeme here, and this is the Thomas Freeme TV and Podcast Show. Uh, tonight, I will be introducing a Miss Sarah Diamond, and who she is and how I ran across her was uh, through Instagram, and it happened to be through the James Griffin case. Um, she caught wind of it and started spreading it on her program, which again is the beauty of, of uh, social media because it's connecting us that are out here fighting and not really, uh, you know, trying to, to bring exposure to ourselves because we're just so busy out here fighting, you know, that, that it just connects us in, in this, you know, in, in, in these fashions. So uh, I watched some of her. I dig her style. Um, so we're going to give it a test run and see what we got going on. Um, what we're going to be doing is is just bringing exposure to cases around the country of wrongful convictions, innocence, um, people who just cannot get their voices out there. Um, me being uh, a, a pillar of truth as much as I possibly can, I find it my responsibility to try to weave through some of these things where because, you know, yeah, we're going to have people that are going to come out and claim to be innocent and you know, me being the, 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 the person that I am, I also want to protect the communities from these as well. You know, so it's, it's really just trying to, to find the ones that are truly innocent, truly wrongful, wrongfully convicted, because there's so many of them out there. And um, hopefully that, that's what we can do with this show. Let's see where that goes. So before I bring Sarah on, let me just say my blessings to all my subscribers, all my followers, all the the survivors, all the all the inflicted by Hurricane Ian. Uh, God bless you guys. Um, I pray the best for you. We're uh, here in Tampa Bay. We're www.cominghomecoalition.com, a local community charity here in the Tampa Bay area. We are taking donations to help the homeless that that have been uh, you know hindered by this. I'm um, getting these guys new, a fresh new clothes, things of that nature, shoes. Uh, waters, um, just just a whole like. So if you can, please visit www.cominghomecoalition.com. Let me get Sarah in here because as from tonight, uh, Tuesday's show, James was supposed to call. He is calling tonight. It is confirmed. So let me get her in here before he calls. And bam, there she goes. Miss Sarah, what's going on? Hi, glad to be here. Glad to have you here, man. Glad, glad that we could finally connect. I know uh, you probably lost faith in me a couple of times because you know I, I reached out and told you I was going to connect and do this, oh, but you know it's 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 life is hectic, man, and and I'm it exhausted. Is. You know I'm exhausted. So um, I'm gonna give you the floor for a minute just to introduce yourself to my viewers and and maybe your viewers who who may have turned tuned in. And uh, before James calls, so the floor is yours, Ma. My name is Sarah Diarmond, and I have my own nonprofit, VoicelessBehindBars.org, where we raise money to help pay for the wrongly convicted legal fees. Uh, they're tax deductible, and 
No, that's that's amazing and that's cool. So we had talked briefly a little bit last night about, you know, why why our interest had peaked in, in the directions that they have. And um, you know, you had told me that in upon sharing that um hold on, I think I just got a uh, text from Okay, they are James is ready to call. But um, you had shared that that what really inflicted you was was the George Floyd incident that kind of changed a, a path in in your in your life. Mm-hmm. Now. I wanted to ask you because what was it about that incident that shook you? Was it was it the the exposure, the realization? No, that's um that's awesome and I'm glad that you shared that in that fashion and that's that's really what I wanted you to speak on because it it was the shock of it, right? The the realization, the shock to you of of things that were going on that we um in in the the lesser fortunate neighborhoods were seeing all the time. I mean, they they've been rapping about this since the early 80s, you know, people have been been trying to explain about what goes on in the neighborhoods, and then for whatever reason, it was George Floyd. I mean, there's been numerous other videos, but for whatever reason, it was the George Floyd. You know, may he rest in peace on 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 that. And with that being said, I do have uh, James on the phone now. James, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How you doing, partner? Well, still taking day by day and trying to hope for justice. No question, man. So you're on the Thomas Free Me TV and podcast show. We are live, and I do have Miss Sarah Diarmond. Is that how you pronounce it? Diarmond. Okay, Miss Sarah Diarmond. Tell everyone I said hello out there. I mean, you tell them. You tell them, partner. Oh, they're listening. <laughs> well, I just want to tell everyone hello, and you already know my name, and. 
I just hopefully that someone is out there listening and, and, and really take heed to this conversation because it's about life. It's about humanity. And it's about a denial to due process. And that's what I want to focus on tonight's discussion because we only have a half an hour to, to try to, to fit all of this in. But tonight's discussion is really going to be centralized upon the fact of the wrongdoing between the prosecutor and key witnesses against you. Now, there were two witnesses against you at trial. How many witnesses ultimately were against you at trial? Three. So three people testified. Who were those three people? Um, well, that was... Um Demetrius, Melissa, and Natasha. Okay. And Demetrius, Melissa, and Natasha. And who is Demetrius? Well, he's a cousin of mine. Family member. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and Melissa? Melissa uh, is a, a fiancé to uh, Michi. Okay. And Natasha? She was just somebody that hung around. Okay, so all three of these people knew specifically you Um, personally. Well, not personally, but just over time, they did. Got to know me a little bit. They don't, yeah, over time. Well, I guess what my question is, is these... I don't really know. What what my question... what my question is, James, is these aren't these weren't people that were just random witnesses of the crime, but that these were people that knew who you were. Oh, they yes. Okay. They, they could, yes. Right. Okay. So, um, Sarah, do you have anything with that? No, not really. Hold, hold on one second. Hold on, because I don't think you guys can hear each other, and I got a, a note that. We can't hear Sarah. It might be on my end. Let me see. Sarah, let me get something from you. Sarah, can you speak? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. I think I got you now. Okay. Okay. Now, um, one second, James. So what was your question now, Sarah? I was wondering about uh, Melissa... Uh, she was engaged uh, to one of your cousins, right? Melissa was engaged to one of your cousins, yes? James? Yeah. Yes. yes. And uh, I, and uh, why was she asked to be a witness? And why was she asked to be a witness, James? Well, I, you know, I could, you need to ask her that question. That's hmm. the question she has to ask. Now I got an, an uh, I already got an affidavit from from Melissa, and her statement was that her boyfriend Michi, which is the cousin of James, um, pretty much pressured her into doing something that she did not want to do. Okay, um, I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, the the environment that they were in, you know, uh, there was heavy drug abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about somebody that's trying to get out of their crime, uh, things of that nature. That just that type of environment, and she was pretty much coerced and pressured into doing something that she did not want to do, which ultimately led into, uh, you know, all of the violations that occurred in bringing her down to the courthouse to testify against this man because 
She just did not want to go do it. Well, my question was to uh, everybody out there, and you, because I know they're listening. Did she admit that she lied about what she had said? No, no, she and she still does not admit that she lied, and she, she sticks to the fact that she told the truth. However, what's relevant to the fact is that she said that she was not there. She said, at the end of the day, I was not there. I, I just said what I've heard and what they told me to say. So how did she get this information, did she say? Well, that's, that's what she said, is that she just repeated what she heard from Michi, what Michi told her to say, and what was was told from, you know, what was proffered to her when she when they drug her down to the courthouse to testify against you that day, they stuck that statement that she was supposed to say in front of her and told her, now this is what you're supposed to say. Make sure you memorize it. Make sure you get it right. Before she went on the stand. Okay, because I know your viewers want to know did I say these things to her? Did she say that? No, she did not say that you said no, it to her. I didn't hear that in the interview. No. This, these are things that Michi had told her. And from the story of when Michi's dad came in and told her to hold the bag, you know, this whatever was inside of this bag, which, to my conclusion, it was the recording device where Michi's dad was trying to, to get out of it by pinning it on on you ultimately knowing that this recording device was in this bag you know and he's trying to create this story by telling it and getting other people to agree with what he's saying because he's saying it if that makes sense okay was there any reports to this anywhere that just just support that crutchfield's father had actually said this or anything to support what she's saying at all that this even took place Nothing that I've I've ran across other than than her saying it. And, and I don't know. I mean, her. I don't know why she would lie. She, she to me, she has no reason to lie. She has no. Okay, tell, your viewers, tell your viewers why. Because we all would like to know that. Why she has no reason to lie. Yes. She has no reason to lie because she was she was a third party in all of this who at this point in her life has just. You know, the viewers have to keep in mind this is 20 years old. So this is a, a person who has went on with her life, um, raising her children and does not want any part of anything that occurred. She's not with your cousin anymore. There's no influence over this person. She's a she she's a proclaimed uh, uh, lover of God now, and she just wants to right her wrongs. You know, so. OK, go ahead. Does she realize that she. In this, in this, so does she feel any remorse that a guy has lost almost 20 years of his life in prison behind this? I'll let, I'll let Sarah answer this with me as well, because I think she has heard that, that interview. But, but um, I would say yes, and I would say this is why she is cooperating with me in the way that she is, because she does feel horrible about this whole situation. But it it was just um. Uh, go ahead. I was going to okay. That's a good point. Could you elaborate that to your viewers? 
with the fact with the fact that she feels horrible about all of this because because she knew for, and she and this is what she said in her statement was that she knew that she knew that she was that it was wrong she was wrong she did not want to do it from the beginning she told Michi that she didn't want no part of that she knew that it wasn't going to turn out good she didn't want any part of it and they had to 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 come kick down her door pull her out of the house handcuff her drag her down to the courthouse you know a two-hour ride in the back of the the car was embarrassing her and calling her all kinds of names. Which, again, is there any proof to that? Just other than her her word, and you know, I guess, I guess what can kind of collaborate that in a way would be Michi's. You have talked for fifteen minutes for a total cost of two dollars and ten cents. This message is at no cost. You may continue speaking now. Would be Michi's statement when he talks about how they came in in the house that time. So, I mean, that's you have two people saying the same, you know, essentially the same story. And these are the same two people. So be it that testified they were they they were government witnesses. Their word was bond in, in inside of the courtroom. You know what I mean? To convict the man for two decades. And a half, you know what I okay, mean. And the reason why, and I, I'm glad. I, and the reason why I ask that because I know your viewers, along with my own self, would would want to know that you know why did she go so far, knowing that? I mean, it's just to because because I want her to know if she's out there listening. I'm not angry with her. I'm not mad at her about it. I'm just, I'm, I'm upset with the, the officials that, that I know corruptly took my life away from me and, and, and destroyed everything that means something to me and my family. Okay? Now, all I want from Melissa to do is just to come and tell the truth about what these people had did, what these people had, had, had made her and her husband Because it's real important that people know the truth on what actually took place with her and these officers. People want to know. I want to know. Sarah, what you got, Sarah? Um, What I gathered from the brief time we talked and from what the interview I listened to, yes, she's sorry, but she seems... Uh, and yes, she was polite to me, but, and I know I can't force her to do anything, but she seems rather eager to put this behind her. And like I said, I can't force her to do anything, but if I had, I know me personally, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, but me personally, if I had put someone behind bars, I would be doing everything I could to right that wrong. So. Yeah. Um. What 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 Sarah uh, essentially said, James, was was that you know her gathering of of watching the video was, um, yeah, she she seemed somewhat empathetic, uh, but in her view, you know, if she put somebody behind bars, um, she would be doing everything in her power to to try to get get this man out. 
And, and you know, for, for all of those who, who have, have been in this situation, man, this is a tough situation that the government puts us in. This, this is some of what I'm trying to expose to our communities about how our communities get tore apart. Family members get tore apart. Like families are destroyed by stuff like this right here. Because yeah. essentially this is what we're talking about is family. Like this, these were cousins, and 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 as Melissa said in her, in her, uh, uh, deposition, like this was her family. Like she grew up with these people. She was with these people every day. You know what I mean? And I understand that. Just and and it it destroys because what happens is when these incidences occur, it brings you down to the to the fight or flight. It's 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 me or them. And nine times out of 10, most people are going to say, you know what, I'm just going to save my own ass right or wrong. You know, that was a decision I had to make and going to taking the federal government the trial on a conspiracy charge. I had to look myself in the eyes in my own mirror and ask myself, am I am I fight or flight? You know, and I chose fight. And everybody else chose flight and they all testified against me. So it, it comes down to that. And we stay rooted in that because, again, at the end of the day, this is a person who has she's by herself. She has no no family help from what I've gathered. She has her, her she's, you know, children. And her concerns at this point is. You know, myself and my protection first. And. It's 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 just a hard. What do you rock. mean by that? What what do you mean by that? Elaborate on that to people. So, when it comes down to it, when in in my in my experience, right, when it comes down to these people, and they they end up testifying, they end up being a, a rat essentially, right? They end up becoming a government witness and working with the government. These people have sold their soul, right? It, it has broken these people, especially when you're dealing with our kind that comes from the street, that comes from the hood, because that is the number one no-no. Like, that's the number one no-no. You know what I mean? So when, when, when we are forced to resort to that, that degree of depravity, it breaks us and, and it changes us. Because we know that we are forever labeled a rat. We know that we can never go back into the hood. These are one of the, the, the major decision factors of, of me when I was looking myself in my eyes that day was like, yeah. But it's if, if I snitch, it's a prison either way. Yeah, I don't go to prison for that long, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be incarcerated for the rest of my life. Because down in my gut, no matter how many people I try to fool, I know I'm a rat. Not to cut you off on that statement, but, you know, I, there's two differences from somebody telling the truth and somebody just making a story up to make it sound like the truth, okay? And what matters is the truth. And the truth is something that a person has an option at the beginning to do. Okay? That's right. People know the difference from right and wrong. Okay? And there's no excuse for it. 
just like an innocent man and a guilty man. And I tell any man in the, from doing these 20 years in prison, there's no difference if you're guilty, own it. If you're innocent, stand on it. That's right. There's no in-between. And I guess my point of the whole matter, James, is is that it's, again, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, is to bring exposure to what the government is doing to us, going back to what it was. Like, I don't fault Melissa other than the fact of putting herself in, in this type of life's position. You know what I mean? Just like I'll blame a rat for the same thing. You know what I mean? Man, there's no excuse for you to rat. You put yourself in that position. You know what I mean? You put yourself in that position. But to me, to me, to me, it's the government, it's these prosecutors that are putting us in these positions because they don't they didn't care about Melissa. They didn't. All they cared about was getting this 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 notorious crime off their back, get finding a black man and putting him in prison so that they can get this this white prominent man off their back who's now paralyzed. God bless his soul for what he had to endure and go through and end his life dealing with this whole situation. You know what I mean? But he he played his part in all of this as well. You know what he I mean? He should have, Thomas, your viewers need to know, he should have known what he seen before he put a race or any kind of identity on somebody he know he did not see. That's a human life was in that courtroom. It's a human life that's every day has never forgotten the feeling of being in that courtroom when it, when everybody in that courtroom was racially against him. And that was me. Okay? Not because I did this crime. It was because I was a black man that they knew that the state of Kansas wanted. How many, and how- you know that yourself. How many black people were in the courtroom during your trial? Nobody but me. You were the only black person in that courtroom during that whole trial. I was the only black man in that courtroom, or there was no black women in that courtroom. Only person was in that courtroom was everybody else but my race, and that was white. Okay. And I complained about it. Well, uh, all right, so... The 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 incident at hand, right? What what I and I got off track, but what we wanted to focus on tonight was the fact that the Brady violation that occurred, the unconstitutionality that occurred, was the fact that deals were made with Michi, who your cousin was, your cousin and his girlfriend, who he pressured into testifying against you with this story, right? That they were coerced. And gave deals and awarded for their testimony against you. This is how all of this started, right? And that's even how Michi even recanted his statement in his letter that everything that he said was false. Please, people, view this. When Thomas Freeman puts that out there for you. I'm correcting what I'm saying, right? (laughs) Doing the right thing. So it's... It's it's understanding that whether whether we can't even we can't even decide we can't even think about this man's guilt or innocence because he never even got a fair trial. That is what is the most important element of this right here is the fact that he did not even get a fair trial to even 
allow for that guilt or innocent verdict to come in because witnesses were solicited. See, and, and that's, that is the importance is that me as a defendant, I cannot go out and solicit James and Sarah as character witnesses. I can't go to them and say, listen, guys, I'll give you $500 a piece if you come in and you just say this here for me. You know what I mean? I need witnesses. Why? Because I can cover up murders that way. I can produce alibis that way. So I'm not allowed to do it. But yet the prosecutor and the, the lead investigators, the lead federal agents, they all do this. They get together with these public defenders who are trying to make a little path for themselves. And they come, they pressure them as well. You know what I mean? These public defenders, they know that when you become a public defender, you play the game and maybe you can get into a, a firm. Right. You know what? You saying that statement, being a white man, if they knew that you was talking like that and you came into their courtroom, they would have definitely had a, a, a officers rush you up out of that courtroom. <laughs> well, definitely and would. When that's, know it too. when that's what I said on the Tuesday show was that, that if, if I was in the courtroom that day, I would have busted that case wide open because these people would have, would have factored me in as black trying to guess my race over an audio clip that I would have played from the back and then came out, they would have seen I was as what they call white. And now, now what, what, now what can you say? People, did you hear that? So that, I mean, this goes into this, this, the, the whole discussion, you know, and, and like that Sarah is, is beautifully bringing out on her Instagram and whatnot, but like exactly what does black sound like? His, his lawyer should challenge that. His lawyer should have said, "Can you elaborate?" You know what? And tell that woman I really respect her because she's a real warrior at heart, and she believes in fighting for people like us that's been wrongfully convicted. We need people like her. We do. And what makes her so special is the fact that, it, you know, this this is just a, an average American citizen. This she is the example of of who I'm imploring our American citizens to stand up and take a stand. If you have time, if you have the ability to make you some TikToks, review some cases, look at some things, bring some awareness to some people that are not getting aware, you know, it helps tremendously because then what that ha what happens is it allows for organizations like myself, other, other organizations to come in, swoop in and bring these people in and bring awareness to what it is that you're doing, you know, but, Without that, like Sarah, she's just doing this because she f something came over her. It, it was, again, George Floyd. Something came over her, and she wanted to get involved. And, and that's, that's what my applaud goes to for her. For me, you already know, it's, it's vengeance yeah, for tell me. Your viewers why, tell your viewers why you're so dedicated to making sure you see justice in this case, Thomas. They want to hear that out there. My dedication to, to your case specifically or just the corruption in your case? Just period, my case. Well, just because of 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 the atrocity within and I and I can completely I mean your your case is really threefold why I'm I'm sticking sticking it out with you, but the main thing is is the fact that when I went through my federal trial, first and foremost, and I saw that that federal prosecutor, right, Pamela Marsh out of Florida. Okay, Middle District of Florida, Pamela Marsh. 30 
for a total cost of $4.20. This message is at no cost. You may continue speaking now. When I saw that she had more power in that courtroom than what that federal judge did and that and 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 just everything that was going on inside of that courtroom, I knew at that moment what was happening to me, right? I knew in that moment what was happening to me and it was and I and it was out of my control and it was all based upon my ignorance of the law at that time. So during my federal incarceration, I spent 10 years in the law library, eight hours a day studying my case, studying other people's case. And I just started running across so much corruption in these cases. And it was just unbelievable. And you're not and you're talking people with 40, 50 years, 80 years since they were 18, 23. It's just crazy. So that is what led me into doing what it is that I'm doing, which ultimately led me to James, which I think was really was an act of God. You know what I mean? You'll have to go in and catch my prior episode. You know, where where in the world is Trisha Joe at to truly understand how James and I became connected? But this is a family who has been taken for twenty thousand dollars. Right. Twenty thousand dollars that this family has given to somebody that they trusted to fight for them, who was off smoking dope with their money, who had this this family believe that she was a paralegal. You know, and left this family penniless, right, to, to continue on with what you're hearing go on today. So um, I came in on the detail end. I had to be the one to break the news to them. And th- these people just met me. You know what I mean? And um, and I and I vowed that I would stick it, stick it with them and not not let them go, man, you, because they paid their dues. Your you viewers, your viewers want to know, Thomas, do you believe in in my fight? For what I believe, what's going on here? Do you stand strong with that? Do you? Is it in your heart to know what you believe in, what you're fighting for right now in this case? That's what I need to know. That's what your viewers want to know. No question, because I saw it firsthand, and my viewers, if 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 my viewers have been following me, they've heard it firsthand when Melissa said that I, I asked her three times, three times I asked her, did these people make a deal with you to get this man out of jail? In order for testimony against this man, she said, yes, yes, yes. Was that disclosed in the court? Was that brought up at trial? Was the jury made aware that deals were made behind closed doors for their testimony? They were not. That is Brady. That is Brady versus the United States. That is a Brady violation that is unconstitutional, that makes the jury bias. It sways their decision. And ultimately does not give this man a fair trial. That's why Brady violations are unconstitutional, and that's why the whole case gets thrown out. Right or wrong, guilt or innocent, doesn't matter. Sarah, I haven't let you, I, I got to let you get in, man, and then we got to get out of here. We we went a little overtime, which I kind of knew that we would, but get in here, Sarah, and and I, James can't, I got to fix all of this here, where, where we all can hear each other, but. Oh. It just drives me crazy that his lawyer I can't hear didn't Sarah. say elaborate when he said you know oh i i identify his voice because he s- sounded black his lawyer should have said something you know elaborate what does that mean that drives me crazy well what sarah's saying is it's just she's she's just flabbergasted you know she's in shock by the fact that the attorney did not question the fact as to what does black mean you know but it just 
it's just understanding that again what the public has to understand is this public defender was he knew what he was doing he was just to sit there and let what happened happened and that was it his public defender told james in a closed room now james told me this here and there's no way to prove it speculation but i know it to be true because i've heard it a thousand times in the courthouse but they needed a black man they needed a black man and james fit the profile this is what they told this man his own attorney told him that so how's he going to defend him right what happened to the blindfold there is no report of the blindfold anywhere in the reports bob is just saying he was blindfolded how'd you get blindfolded bob where the blindfold come from bob Where the, where, where the blindfold come from, Bob? I mean, the first reporting officer that came on the scene, he filed the report. He was the first responding officer, and he even filed his report so meticulously, the fact that he was so observant that there was one shell casing on the floor that as paramedics and stuff was now coming around, Bob, right? They were coming around, Bob. He was scared that this the shell casing was going to get stepped on, trampled on, whatever. But there's still no report of a blindfold now i could be missing something i don't know maybe there's some pit i don't know all i know is from from what i've went through there's no reports no i don't know how bob got blindfolded i don't know but he said it at trial and there was no question to it there was no question to it they used the only evidence that they had really to pin this man to the scene of the crime was his vehicle and they specifically pointed out to the fact that the tent had the bubble tent, the cheap tent, like they put it on in the garage somewhere. Now, I interview one of other James's alibis who was not introduced to trial because his public defender did not go and question this woman. But this woman was holding out for 20 years, right, to try to, to, to sway the, the court about this man's innocence. And when she enlightened me to the fact that James had a, a nice Mazda 626, you know what I mean? Clean. And when I asked Rasha, what was the one thing, if I asked you, what stood out on James' car? Like, what, what, it is it, you know, what is it that you would say it was? And she, and she said the rims. Like, he had these rims, shine, chrome, big, you know? Now, if you're describing a, a, a car, right? to the police and you have big shiny rims why is that not mentioned why is it the tent there's just too many things that the public defender like sarah said the public defender didn't ask anything that's why it was all orchestrated and 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 if people start really looking into this case they'll see you know that there's no way around the fact is that Everybody had to be involved, and the judge, too, because if you read these trial transcripts, people, it's all in the paperwork that it would amaze you to know that how would your, your judicial system do a human life the way they did? Mm -hmm. You would not believe it until you see it. And it's a scripted play, and, it, and this is what I'm trying to bring awareness to. You know, and, and I... <clears throat> The thing with our judges, our judicial system, you know, yeah, there's a lot of judges that are 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 are, are making money off this this system. But I think the majority of our judges 
<clears throat> are like the the inhibiting father, the inhibiting mother. Like they know what's going on. They just don't want no parts of it. They're just going to follow by their book and make their rulings and just kind of sit off in the, in the breeze somewhere and not make anything too controversial. You, you know what I mean? But I think that all judges know what goes on behind closed doors. They just don't want it in front of them. And I think these prosecutors and these investigators know that as well. Like if they get a certain judge on a case, they'll fly straight. But again, that goes into the manipulation of the courtroom is is removing them. The prosecutor come in and ask for a change of venue if, if there's a judge on there that they don't want. That's how much power the prosecutor has. They can have that judge removed and have another judge that they want put on that case. But you know what? We still got to realize we are the people. We the one takes control of that. We need to start standing together, speaking up, and going against this, and, 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 and speaking about this, and going nationally with this together. This will stop. I didn't really take, you know, the, the well, advantage of, of the, um, the gift of, of knowing that I had rights to stand up against people like this. I didn't never know, because it was never in my lifestyle to even concern myself with these issues until I had, until I've been forced to. Now I'm being forced in the reality to have to know what democracy creates these people. We are the people. We the one has to do something. We the one that has to say something. We have to stand up together. I, I keep saying that because it's something in my heart that I had to keep doing for years now to realize that the only way I'm going to make change is change myself to get other people to realize what I'm saying here. That's all. Yeah, and with that, James, we're going to um, we're gonna wrap this up, partner, and let, let our people get on to, to Thursday night football, man. You know how it is. These people want to be entertained, but we love you, brother, and stay strong, and um, and I'm going to get with Laura and, 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 and figure out uh, what what to do about getting out there, partner? Yeah, we need to get you out here because um, this governor uh, race is, is coming up and they're having the events next um, week. Um, I need you down here. I need you down here to, to, to you know, spokesperson me up and to let them know, you know, like the issues we're talking about tonight, you know. And That's right, and voice I'm ready. Our, voice our concerns, you know. I'm ready, but brother, you go in. You go in, get you a good night's sleep, man, and get you some rest, partner. And, and um, and we'll just carry on tomorrow, okay? Okay, Jill, Sarah, thanks so much for being here, and and it's a gift for her just knowing that she's in this fight with us. Yeah, she can hear you. You just can't hear her, Sarah. What you got for James? I'm sticking around. I'm glad to be here. She says she's down like four flat tires, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, partner, you take it easy, all right? Okay. All right, bless. So, Sarah, I took up most of that time, man. Go ahead and and take us out. All right, well, um, I can't wait to break down more cases with you. Mm -hmm. You There's wrongful convictions are very common. It always shocks people, but they're so common. And I cannot wait to break down more with you. And hopefully we can raise more awareness, bring justice to more people. And um, 
Again, you can find me at it's Sarah Only, all one word, on Instagram and TikTok. And my nonprofit, again, is called Voiceless Behind Bars. Yep, I have your link up under your picture. Thank um, you. And absolutely, thank you for, for joining us. And this will probably be a new, a new Thursday night show. I think Sarah and I will kick it together um, each, each Thursday night at 8 p.m. And we'll just do this, man. We'll just go over cases. So if you have a loved one that needs awareness brought to their case, um, reach out to us. She gave you her address. You know me, Thomas Freeman. You could just Google that right there. Get a hold of me on, on any of the social media platforms. Um, please, once again, visit www.cominghomecoalition.com. Um, for the charities that we got going on there, visit the, the announcements page and also visit my sponsors down at the end. See if any of them can, can do good for you. Until that, Sarah, thank you, man. Thank you. You did great. You were awesome just sitting there listening to me talk. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, but we're going to have a lot coming, man. I feel it. So, uh, so do I. Next Thursday night, man. Stay safe, Sarah. I'll see you. Thank you. And if you see anybody I know, you tell them I said what's up. Absolutely.